Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, the appearance psychology podcast brought to you by the Centre for Appearance Research, a world-leading research centre based at the University of the West of England in Bristol, investigating everything related to the psychology of how we look. I'm Nadia. And I'm Jade. And this month's episode is on yoga and body image. And we have a bumper episode lined up for you with three guests. I know, right? We are going to hear from our resident yoga and body image expert at CAR, Associate Professor Emma Halliwell, as well as Professor Diane Neumark-Steiner from the University of Minnesota. But before we get to any of the research, we brought a third guest in because we wanted to start with a little background and we thought it would be better to get a, an expert in the area rather than us blundering through. I'm excited about this third guest. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and kind of to be brutally honest here, I've never been to a yoga class. I'm very aware, Jade. (laughs) I think you gave it away. When we were prepping for this episode, there was a lot of confusion about Downward Facing Dog. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea what you were talking about, Nadia. And with all your up and down dogs, I mean, I just like dogs. (laughs) Just like dogs. Puppies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And here's why we're not giving an intro to yoga. Uh, Yeah, point taken, Nadia. But um, don't you do yoga? sporadically yoga is one of those things that I know is really good for me and I know when I do it I really enjoy it and I feel better but it's I don't know why but I have like I build all these barriers to to going so I haven't been for ages well good thing we have this special third guest um to help us out then yeah exactly and um I'm a little bit biased here but whatever I'm gonna put it out there our first guest is the best guest that this podcast has ever had I actually agree so mm, well I'm also quite biased so. <laughs> Let's hear. Yeah. Hi, Mummy. Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast. You are our very honoured guest for this episode. Many thanks. It's my great pleasure. Good. As you know, we're going to be talking about yoga and body image for this episode. And I want to ask you a bit about what yoga is and the history of yoga. But before we get there, how did you get into yoga? My father used to do yoga, so I suppose I was very interested in seeing him do some yoga postures. And we also, when I was growing up, there was a program on television by, I think his name was Richard Hittleman, and uh, he did yoga with two of his um, students, and it looked so elegant and so graceful, and uh, I was drawn to it, and I started to do it by myself. So I don't think I was taught by anybody, but I was young enough to be flexible uh, so I could, do, I could do the poses. So it was just merely doing the postures. I don't think I knew much about yoga. You know, learning about yoga, that came much, much later. That's really interesting. I didn't really think I knew that stuff I did yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting too, because I think when we think of yoga so much today, we think of women doing yoga so you've been doing so you've been doing yoga a long time then. So that was when I was very young, and then of course um, I stopped. You know, growing up, that was just for a, perhaps for a period, and then I stopped for years and years and years, and then I think when I first got married, your dad was uh, went to a yoga class at his school, mm-hmm. and we went together. Yeah. Then the last couple of years, you you did your teacher training. I did. And now you teach. Yes. Yoga. Yes, that's uh, absolutely right. I I got into it, and uh, yeah, and yes, that's right. I now teach yoga. Okay. So, 
Can you say a little bit about what yoga is? So I suppose in a way, if you think about it, yoga, it's, there is a very simple answer. Yoga actually means a joining or a union. And sometimes people refer to it as a, as a union of mind and body, but it's actually more profound than that. It actually is a, a joining with the divine self. So it is about knowing the self and awakening the consciousness. So yoga as a whole, I think perhaps in the West, more generically, people think of it as exercise. Uh, it is postures, it is the asanas, uh, but yoga is much bigger and broader than that. The asanas are just one limb of eight. There are eight limbs of yoga uh, and, and hatha yoga which is the postures, that's mm -hmm. just one aspect of it. So I would say yoga is actually a way of life. It is looking at your journey, your life journey, and making of it what will be finding yourself, you know, finding yourself. Yeah, that's so interesting. I've never really thought about it just like that. I think, yeah, as you say, we do think about it as really like an exercise practice and then I think sometimes we talk about the meditation piece and the mindfulness component and the breathing I know there's like the breath work but not as holistically as you explain there so that's really interesting mum I wonder in your view what do you think the appeal is with yoga now why do you think it's so big here in the west I think yoga has a very wide appeal because you can make of it what you want so in the classes that I go to, many of the people who come, uh, they, they come because they, they want to uh, improve themselves. Perhaps they've got some health issues uh, and perhaps the doctor said to them, yoga might be good for them. And I think yoga, it's non-competitive. Mm -hmm. So it can, it appeals to anybody, everybody. You know, you don't have to be a, a certain fitness level, you don't have to have a certain um, certain flexibility, though stamina, flexibility uh, do play a part. You know, you can do the postures uh, more easily, more comfortably. But yoga is a, is, is a long game. You can start and you, you know, you can still get into a pose, even if you can't quite touch your toes, can't quite reach your ankle, can't quite reach your shoulders it doesn't matter you're still doing the pose and it's all about you being aware of your body being synchronized with the breathing uh, and being self-aware and I think just in terms of doing the practice speaking to lots of other people who've done yoga I think some of the changes that we see within ourselves you know yoga is transformative it has lots of therapeutic value and also it does give people, they do see the change for themselves. One of the things that most people say to me when they finish the class is that they feel more grounded. They feel they have more energy. They feel relaxed. And I think those things are so important for us in terms of keeping ourselves well and, and maintaining our well-being. And I think yoga, with its being non, 
competitive and always asking you to look at yourself, listen to your body, uh, be mindful of yourself, that it just it almost teaches you to pay attention to what's going on within you. And perhaps within that, you're also looking at the world and being content with the world, you know, content with what you can do with yourself, content with what you have, and perhaps appreciating, appreciating things. And I think those things play a big part in terms of people's general health and well-being. Yeah, that's really nice. I like that it, it, so it really works to mental as well as physical health. It's not just one aspect. Can you say something about the history and origins of yoga? So the history is perhaps, you know, in the, it's, it's um, a little bit hidden in the mists of time because it's very, very ancient. But perhaps what people know, because the person who made it perhaps more accessible to people, is Patanjali. And he wrote the Yoga Sutras. Uh, and the first Yoga Sutra, when he talks about yoga, uh, it's a very famous quotation. And it says, now we begin yoga. And even thinking about the word now, now we begin yoga. So it's, you know, this thing that I mentioned about the journey. Mm-hmm that now we start. So you, it's almost as if you need to make a pledge with yourself that this is something that you commit yourself to be doing. And the major thing about it, in terms of this, the, the sutra, is that it refers to that we want to quieten the mind. So one of the aspects of yoga is to quieten the mind. So to go back to your, your question about what is yoga, why yoga, that sort of question. I think it's it started with, as an individual, we're very stimulated by everything that is around us. So perhaps the sages from ancient times thought what we need to do is be a bit more introspective. Mm-hmm. So there is something about going within. So that I think that is quite an mm-hmm. uh, you know, important aspect of, of yoga. And perhaps it seems sort of out of reach. And perhaps this is why people have latched on to just their asanas, which is the the postures. It's not to denigrate it, but it's to think that that's only one aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And it's a good start, you know. It's Mm -hmm. a good start for us to get into it. And that's why when you do yoga, that's why there has to be the consciousness of the breathing. Mm -hmm. So you're right, you mentioned the breathing. You need to be really focused on that breathing. And if you're in touch with that breathing, then you become more aware of your body. And and perhaps your body and mind and spirit and soul all work together and try and work its purpose, I think. Work its purpose. The history really is the origins are in India. Mm -hmm. I think when yoga was first, first came about, it was without religion, you know, Mm -hmm. it didn't talk about God, it didn't talk about divinity. Uh, Perhaps some of that came about much later. And I think uh, in perhaps present-day yoga, um, there are lots of things that are associated with Hinduism. Mm -hmm. And you can can understand that because uh, it comes from India. 
and you can see it being associated with it. So that makes sense to me. Uh-huh. So it's quietening the mind, calming the body, and going within, looking at your at yourself, and perhaps finding that link with with the the wider self. Perhaps that is the spirituality with it. Uh huh. Yeah, that all that all makes sense. So Pathanjali, is that am I saying that right? You Pathanjali. are. Um, is he from India? He is. He is. He's. He's a great sage, and one of the things to say about him is that he didn't invent yoga. What he did is that he presented it to us in, in, a, in a systematic form. There's a very lovely story about Patanjali and his birth. Uh, so let me just tell you. His mother, Gonika, was a very devout woman, and she was childless. She was bathing in the river, and Gonika then prayed to the sun god and asked him to, to grant her a son. The sun god heard her prayers, and he gave her her son. But he gave her a son in the form of a snake. So the, this is the wise snake. is known as Shisha or Anatta. And... Shisha, or Anatha, became a very tiny snake and dropped into Gonika's palms, which were folded in prayer. And then this tiny little snake then changed into a beautiful baby boy. And Gonika, of course, was very delighted, and she named the child Patanjali. So Pata means falling, Anjali means palms folded in prayer. And of course, when Patanjali grew up, he was uh, an extraordinary person. He wrote the Yoga Sutras, as I mentioned, uh, but he also did uh, another very famous piece of work on Sanskrit grammar, and the third was on Indian medicine, uh, known as Ayurvedic. Uh-huh. Just quickly, Mum, when was this? When, when does this date so back So he to? lived around 200 BC. Uh-huh. Okay, great. So yoga in itself is, is, uh, I can say, you can take its origins back almost 5,000 years. Mm -hmm. So a very ancient, ancient tradition. Okay, oh, that's great. Well, I think that's a good place to end. Thanks, Mum, for joining us on the podcast. It was lovely. That was uh, extraordinary. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Mum. Your mum... Esther Craddock, because I don't actually think you said her name, Nads. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think I probably did. It's so sweet and really easy to listen to. Actually, I could listen to her all day. Well, let me send you the uncut version because I, t- <laughs> I tell you, I went on, went on for a bit. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Well, I'm actually not, but yeah. She, you can send it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> she, uh, she is great. I love listening to her too. I was telling you earlier in the office that sometimes I just call her and let her talk at me I find it very soothing I might give her a call actually <laughs> yeah do pass, pass on her number <laughs> alright um, so let's now go straight to Diane and hear more about how yoga actually relates to body image yeah let's get some of the research in mm-hmm. um, so this is me again I was speaking to Professor Diane Newmark Steiner at the International Conference of Eating Disorders in New York last month and you might remember Diane from a previous episode of Appearance Matters podcast, speaking about eating disorder prevention and Project EAT. 
yes, with we, myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we uh, released that episode last January, um, episode 23, I think. What number episode is this again? 39. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think so. It is. We are hitting the big 4-0 next month. Wow. Good Lord. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. Um, anyway, let's hear from Diana. And I think just to note, we were in her hotel room. So I think there's a fan that comes on. So there's a bit of background noise. But like most of our interviews, I think, a bit of authentic <laughs> background adds to the <laughs> flavour. Yes. Thanks, Diane, for joining us on Appearance Matters, the podcast. It's great to have you back. It's a pleasure to be back with you again. Awesome. And as you know, we're talking about yoga and body image. Before we get into some of the questions about your work, tell me what yoga means to you and how how maybe you got into it. Oh, interesting. So I first practiced yoga about 35 years ago. I was actually living in Israel at the time. Mm And we were on a kibbutz, and there were bomb shelters. And when those bomb shelters were not used for purposes of protection, we did activities in them. And that's actually where I did yoga for the first time. I learned how to practice Uh yoga. And then put it aside for a number of years. Had a family, was busy with my career. And about 15 years ago, started practicing Mm -hmm. again. When I was practicing, I started thinking that it had a lot of potential for our field. Right. For helping people feel better about their bodies, for coming inward in a positive way, um, for perhaps a greater recognition of signs of hunger and satiety. And I decided I wanted to learn more. Mm -hmm. So I went through a teacher training program. I went through another teacher training program. I have continued over the years to study yoga. I'm actually right now doing a course that goes deeper into the underlying philosophy of yoga. Mm -hmm. And we have been conducting some research on the topic. Right. So you teach a bit of yoga now, do you? Yeah, right now I'm not teaching. Mm -hmm. I taught for a number of years at the MLA program, which is an eating disorders Mm -hmm. treatment program. But my work just doesn't allow me to do that now. But I have my own personal practice, Mm -hmm. and we're doing some research um, on the topic. Great. So, And I've seen some papers that you've published, and you've done one of your Project EAT studies was on yoga and body image. So I'd like to ask about that. But maybe before we go into it, if you could remind some of our listeners who might be not as familiar with Project EAT, what Project EAT is. Project EAT is a longitudinal study of young people. Mm -hmm. We have two cohorts. We began both of our cohorts when our participants were adolescents. Mm -hmm. We have followed one cohort for 15, 16 years and one for eight years. And we ask questions on our surveys about eating practices, body image, physical activity, um, weight status, Mm -hmm. and and disordered eating behaviors, really to get a sense, and then also predictors of these of these outcomes. So, in our um, most recent data collection periods, mm-hmm. we added some questions on yoga right. so that we could learn more about yoga and its relationship to disordered eating behaviors mm-hmm. and to body image. Okay, perfect. So tell me what you found. So we've done a number of analyses, okay. and I'll share some of the, the more interesting findings and those really of relevance mm-hmm. to, to body image. 
So we were interested in determining whether yoga could be um, helpful for body image. Right. And we wanted to see in the general population and then also among people who have a poor body image. Right. And we were interested in that because we're most interested in helping people who have a poor body image. Sure. But we were aware that the the impact of yoga could go in both ways because it could mm-hmm. be helpful and we think it could be helpful because of the underlying tenets of yoga and the practice that allow you to come inward in a positive way mm-hmm. and connect with yourself at a deeper level. However, it could also be harmful because often yoga is practiced in in a in a classroom situation. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel good about my body, I may end up comparing myself with other students in the class, Mm -hmm. things that they can do that I can't do, clothes that they wear that that I can't wear. So we wanted to see. Mm -hmm. So we did did two studies on this. First of all, we looked with our survey data as to what happened over time. Mm -hmm. And we found that our, our population, among those who began five years earlier, had a lower level of body satisfaction, those practicing yoga at least one hour a week Mm -hmm. were more likely to see an improvement in their body image over time than those not practicing yoga. So it's not a um, definitive study. Mm -hmm. There were definitely study limitations, but our data suggest that yoga may be helpful for body image. And this goes along with what we would think theoretically. Mm-hmm. That said, the, the, the data are not consistent across different studies. We then went one step further, mm-hmm. and we conducted qualitative interviews with 46 participants who practiced yoga. And we chose those who had a higher BMI and a lower BMI Mm -hmm. because we were also interested in in looking at that. And in one of our analyses, we looked to see whether participants perceived that yoga was helpful or harmful in terms of their body image and how, what might be the mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And what we found was that the majority of our participants felt that yoga had a positive impact on their body image. Mm-hmm. There were a few that felt that it had a negative impact, um, but usually, and it may have even been everyone in that group, also felt it had a positive impact. So it could be working in both ways. Okay. So perhaps I could share a little bit with you about the, the mechanisms that they talked about. So yoga was perceived as having a positive um, impact on body image through five mechanisms. The first was that the participants actually perceived that they had had physical changes. Mm -hmm. So they felt stronger, they felt thinner, whatever it was, they talked about those, those parts. Secondly, they felt more gratitude for their bodies. Right. So, um, when I feel more grateful for the body that I have, that may lead to me feeling better mm-hmm. about my bodies. And that's a major, a major component that can be stressed in yoga. 
Um, our participants talked about feeling a sense of accomplishment within their yoga practice. So just feeling really good that they were able to do a certain pose or focus on their breath mm -hmm. or even just get to class and participate in right. the class. Fourth, they talked about having more self-confidence as a result mm -hmm. of practicing yoga. And finally, they spoke about um, witnessing different types of bodies practicing yoga. So if, if someone went to a class um, where there were people of different shapes and sizes, mm -hmm. different genders, different um, sexual orientations, different, uh, different physical abilities, um, different racial ethnic backgrounds, mm -hmm. that seemed to help them feel better about their bodies in the, as they reported qualitatively. Mm -hmm. Right. They also talked about how it might influence their body image in a negative way. Okay. And there were two mechanisms mm -hmm. that they talked about. The first, which was by far the most prevalent, was making comparisons with other people in the class. Right. So the upward mm -hmm. comparison yeah. phenomena. Um, and the second one was just a personal self-critique. Um, Is that looking at themselves in the mirror whilst they're practicing yoga? So it was interesting. So we asked separate questions okay. about looking in the mirror. And we we hypothesized that having a mirror in the studio would be perceived as not being helpful in right. terms of their body image um, and how they felt about having mm -hmm. a mirror in the classroom. So we didn't get a clear-cut picture there. All right. It was interesting. Uh -huh. Some of them talked about liking having the mirror there because it, it helped them with their alignment. Mm -hmm. Making adjustments. Right. And others spoke about how when they looked in the mirror, then um, they could see the other people right. more easily, and they saw themselves and could be more critical. Okay, kind of opened up for comparisons. Yeah. In the mirror. I mean, personally, yeah. you know, I would prefer to practice in a studio without mirrors without because mirrors. I think mm -hmm. it allows you to come inward. Mm -hmm. um, that said, some studios do have mirrors, and one of our recommendations out of the study for for yoga instructors is to know that their students are using the mirror and to guide them to use it in an effective way. Right, right. And and can you say more on, on what an effective way would, would look Well, like? I think it's it can be very helpful for teachers to help their students get into poses based on an internal gaze. Right. So how does the pose feel. Mm -hmm. Is the pose helping me breathe in the most in a full manner? Mm -hmm. If there is a mirror in the class, a teacher can say, no, if you're looking at the mirror, try just to use it for alignment and mm -hmm. then come inward. Right. You could even say something, you know, sometimes when there's a mirror in a class we can get caught up in how we look and how mm -hmm. others look. I'm gonna ask you you know, to really try to use it as an alignment tool and then come inward. Okay, so kind of normalize it, that that's what your, like, natural instinct would be to do and then be, and then redirect from yeah. there. Okay, that's nice. I mean, I don't really yeah. know. I, yeah. haven't, I no. haven't studied that. Yeah. But I, I'm, I, I practice a lot of yoga mm -hmm. either at home or in the yeah. studio, and I notice what a teacher says that yeah. is most helpful for right. me. Right, yeah. right. Is, is there any other... Um, thoughts that you have on what teachers maybe should do? Because I think there are people who are really interested in wanting to foster positive body image within their class, but not knowing necessarily how to best do that. 
Absolutely. I, um, I think the teacher language is one of the most important things mm-hmm. in, in fostering an environment that can help yoga, help body image. Mm-hmm. So um, teachers need to acknowledge, in my mind, every class, the importance of listening to your body today mm-hmm. and what you're feeling today. And actually, that is a huge practice of yoga, is noticing what my mood is right now, Mm -hmm. how my body's feeling, do I have injuries, asking Mm -hmm. myself what I need. Mm -hmm. That's then a practice Mm -hmm. I can take off of the mat. And giving students permission to modify what they need. Mm -hmm. Students will be very sensitive to not being able to keep up with the rest of the class, to taking a break to um, really coming inward. So over and over again, giving students the, and giving students permission and acknowledging that if you're listening to your body, you are doing very advanced yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, acknowledging that everybody is different, mm-hmm. and even though poses may look different on different people, mm-hmm. they're all having an impact inward mm-hmm. and that's really what we're going for okay so it's really again coming back to that inward yeah. inward focus okay that's wonderful brilliant thank you so much it was thank really you. fun talking to I you i love talking about yoga yeah. so anytime yeah, brilliant thank you That was really great. And I actually thought Diane's interview really complimented what your mum said about, you know, yoga being not just an exercise, but being something that's kind of a lifestyle choice mm-hmm. and very inward. So it's not about the way you look. It's about, you know, the experience of doing yoga, being in that state, really. Yeah. And I liked how she signposted to a couple of things that instructors, yoga instructors can can do and say to kind of Foster that. Yeah, foster that. And then make people feel good in the class. Yeah, it was really interesting. And that kind of highlights why it can be quite difficult to foster a positive body image on Instagram, really, isn't it? Because it's such a visual platform. Yeah, like 100%. But I do think one of the problems with yoga on Instagram is that the bodies that we see are very like homogeneous. Like they kind of fit one aesthetic. So it's quite nice to, if you... Um, I think some of the yoga accounts that break the mould there are ones where you do see different types of bodies doing yoga and and the thing with Instagram you can have videos of people doing videos of, of doing yoga and again like different types of bodies so if they're older or bigger or you know if it's men doing it or mm. kids doing it like it kind of mixes it up so it's not just like a, a thin white woman lululemon sport doing different yeah yeah and, that, and yeah and that it making it really all about the sport rather yeah. than the, the other component the internal it. part yeah. like we were mentioning yeah um Right, so shall we move on to our final guest then? Yes, let's. So you spoke to Emma Halliwell, who is an associate professor here at the Centre for Appearance Research and is doing some cool work looking at body image and yoga. Mm, and actually for our hardcore long-term way back when, actually before me. Yeah, before your time. <laughs> our, those listeners, Emma's on our Barbie episode, um, which I said is quite a while back. And we'll link to that episode in the show notes. So let's hear from Emma. Hi Emma, welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast. Hi Jade. Hi, it's great to have you back actually. It's been a while since you were last on the podcast, but it's great to have you. So my first question is, what was your yoga journey? So when did you start doing yoga really? Well, um, I started, I went to my first yoga class when I was an undergraduate student. So that is 
quite a long time ago, 20-something years ago. Um, And then I have practiced yoga with varying frequency ever since then. Okay, so quite a while then. Quite a long time, yeah. Yeah, excellent. So kind of moving on to some of the work you've done around yoga, you've done some work evaluating the impact of a yoga intervention on young women. So, So can you tell me a bit more about what it is you found in this study? Yeah, sure. So in that study, we wanted to build on the work that had already been done around yoga and body image. So we know that um, Catherine Cook-Catone has already done a lot of work integrating yoga into an intervention, um, an eating disorder prevention program, which includes yoga and discussions around media literacy and eating and those kinds of things. We were quite keen to look at yoga as a standalone intervention and we also were drawing on our experience of other body image intervention work with schools where we know that there's a demand for really quite brief interventions so we wanted Mm -hmm. to see if we could develop a yoga-based body image intervention that would be relatively short um, that drew on other practices that we know support positive body image, like focus on body functionality um, and gratitude for the body, and see whether that had a positive impact on young women's body image concerns. We worked with a um, yoga teacher to develop a four-week body um, image-based yoga intervention where participants attended a one-hour session each week, and we evaluated it with young undergraduate women and we found that participating in the program improved various aspects of positive body image and improved positive mood but interestingly and uh, counter to our expectations it didn't have any impact on body surveillance or negative mood and that runs counter to some of the things that other researchers in this area have found so it's going to be something interesting for us to follow up in the future. Yeah interesting findings there I think seem to conflict slightly but Mm. good you found some positive things there so you also explored the value of uh, yoga intervention for pre-adolescent school children um, and the impact on body image and mood there so can you tell me a bit more about what you found here in this study then yeah sure so actually we did that piece of research before we started the project with undergraduate women oh right and we were interested in strategies to promote positive body image amongst pre-adolescent children So we looked at the impact of a six-week yoga program on aspects of mood and positive body image. And actually, we we found that the kids in the control group and in the intervention group all felt better at the end of the study period. Which is great, but confusing. (laughs) It's confusing because we can't really attribute that Mm. to taking part in the yoga What we do know from um, the qualitative feedback from the kids and from the teachers was that they really enjoyed the yoga. Um, And we were working with 11-year-old, 10- and 11-year-old kids in the UK at a time where there's national testing. Mm -hmm. So actually a lot of the teachers were telling us how valuable they found it in terms of helping the kids relax and just take a little bit more of a... Um, a breather a breather and to minimize the concerns about the exams that they were having to do right right. so we got lots of really positive feedback about the yoga sessions but we didn't find an impact on body image and reflecting on that 
in subsequent discussions, I think there are a number of things that might have contributed to that. Right. Our baseline levels of body image were pretty positive. So actually, I think amongst this group, and mm. very happily, they didn't have high levels of body image concern. So it might be something to do with that. And then it may also be that we needed a slightly longer programme with this age group for them to really start to experience some of the benefits of the yoga practice. Yeah, that's really interesting. Good reflecting on ways that that may have occurred, really, because sometimes we have in research when the control groups increase and you have no really reason why perhaps that may have occurred. It's interesting to reflect on that. Yes, and actually it was one of the reasons that led to us working with the young women because we were thinking, okay, we still feel from the from the qualitative feedback here mm. and the kids talked about you know feeling relaxed and feeling competent in what they could do although they didn't use those terms yeah we still felt that this was something that was potentially beneficial as a body image intervention so we wanted to work with young women and the the next step with that program now we've got some evidence with the university women is to go and evaluate the um, body image intervention yoga-based body image intervention in secondary schools with adolescent girls and that's a project that's currently underway again I'm working with Amy Slater on that um, and Georgia Treneman Evans who are both colleagues here at CAR and we're also working with Jessica Oliva on that project so it's very exciting. I was just about to say that very exciting Um, be interesting to see what you find there and develop knowledge further in that area so I think A bit of insider knowledge that we have here is I know that you have another project currently underway um, testing a yoga intervention with women with breast cancer. And yeah, so I know that it's not published yet. So um, what could you possibly say, if anything, about it? And what did you hypothesize in that study? Sure. Okay. So we're still collecting data for that study. So there's a limit to what I can tell you about (laughs) Certainly about what we found. Understandably, um, yeah. But the rationale for that study was that, you know, there's obvi- there is already a strong evidence base that yoga is beneficial um, in dealing with some of the side effects for treatment for breast cancer. Right. And we also know that breast cancer is associated with quite significant changes in appearance, which can be challenging. So we wanted to see whether we could develop a yoga-based intervention for women with breast cancer that aim to tackle a wide range of side effects. So it's a body image intervention, but it's, we're also aiming to address things like fatigue and um, mood and quality of life. Interesting. So yeah, this is a really exciting project. So again, I'm working with a team of people from Centre for Appearance Research. So I'm working with Di Harcourt and Helena Lewis-Smith. Both have lots of expertise around uh, body image concerns in breast cancer. And then we're also working with a sports psychologist, Claire Marie Roberts, and a physiotherapist, Professor Fiona Cramp. So it's great working with a broader team because I'm learning so much and everybody is bringing different perspectives to the design of the intervention. Great. We've had about 20 women go through the programme so far. So we've got some qualitative feedback but we haven't yet looked in comparison to our control group on on our outcome measures but the feedback we've had so far is certainly that the women are really enjoying the program and reporting a lot of benefits so you know I'll keep you posted 
yeah, about please do. the findings. Yeah, we'll um, add that. Maybe do another episode with an update of that. <laughs> that would be great. It's an exciting collaboration because you've got a great range of people there to bring different yes. expertise in that team. Yes, and it's lovely to integrate um, body image intervention work into a broader intervention that's tackling a whole load of outcome variables. Yeah, that's, that's been seems, very exciting. Seems really reasonable to do that in, in when you've got one intervention tackling a number of factors. So yeah, yeah. great. And another question I have now is a bit more broad about um, yoga. And seeing as it's such a hot topic in, in body image research at the moment, I kind of want to ask what you're really excited about in the future going forward and yeah. um, if there's anything else you'd like to see done. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Jade. There's <laughs> loads of really amazing work going on around uh, yoga and body image at the moment. Um, I'm really interested in interventions, so I'm um, very uh, excited to see how that develops. And yeah. I know that there are various groups of researchers working on yoga-based body image interventions, so I'm watching that with great interest. Yeah. And also, yoga is such a multifaceted activity, you know, so the breathing components, meditation mm-hmm. components, there's the... Um, physical movement so I think there's a huge amount of scope in looking at the impact of those different elements and the different sorts of benefits that they bring Um, because I think there's a lot that we can learn from yoga that can be integrated into work outside a a pure yoga session as well so um, I think there's, there's lots of scope in this area. I agree I think one thing I've learned quite a lot from this episode is especially Nadia's mum, um, explaining about it being a lifestyle yes. choice, not just, you know, one exercise that you just go in necessarily. Yes. It's something that you can embody. Yes. Um, so that's really interesting, and I, I agree. Thank you so much, Emma, for joining us again. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Jade. So what do you think, Jade? Ready for some yoga? Now I know what an upwards and downwards dog is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I'm already too stretched out at the minute. <laughs> you and me both, girl. <laughs> but actually, I think it's time to get back to the zoo, don't you, Nadia? I think probably you're right. Um, so, thanks to our guests, my mum, Esther Craddock, Professor Diane Newmark-Steiner, and Associate Professor Emma Halliwell. Yeah, and join us next time where we'll be talking about sexual orientation and body image. But before you go, stay tuned because we have some short clips at the end. So one thing we're going to do now, which we've not done on the podcast before, is a quick fire round. What do you feel more comfortable doing, up dog or down dog? Well, quick fire, diffi- mummy. Quick fire. Okay, okay. I, I would say down dog, though I wouldn't say it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, definitely down dog. Okay. All the time. I just learned the other day what they were. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> Downward dog. Downward dog. Okay. But, but even more so, child's pose. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love child's pose. Really? I love coming inward. And I think do- downward dog is closer to mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes I'll put my knees together and then put my hands okay. backward right. and really come inward. And one of my favorites is a restorative child pose where I put a bolster in front of me, place my knees wide, and then lie and hug the bolster. Uh-huh. Okay, that sounds nice. Yes, that sounds nice. nice. <laughs> okay, next one. When do you prefer to practice? In the morning or the evening? I do a home practice mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
and that is my preference because mm-hmm. it gets the day right started right. But I'm flexible. Yeah, I mean, I you know, there's life. If I'm yeah. going to a studio, mm-hmm. I do that in the afternoon. Right, right. After work. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, I like in the mornings. Definitely the morning. Sunrise yoga. Sunrise, okay. Um, hot yoga, yes or no? No. No? Okay. Uh, although I haven't tried it, but I know several people who've been sick due to it, so no. Right, okay. Not for me. Personally, yeah. it's not my favourite. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's not yeah. my favourite. <laughs> yeah, I feel hot yoga for some reason is divisive, so it's kind of interesting to ask. Hot yoga, yes, no? No. No, not for you. All-time favourite yoga pose? Uh, perhaps the bow. What's that? Uh, uh, that's the uh, that's when you are lying on your front and you're holding on to your ankles. Oh yeah, like a boat. Almost. That's right. Uh, not no. a, not a boat, but a bow. A bow. A bow. There's a story I'm... associated with it uh, that comes from Bhagavad Gita. Uh, it's the bow of Arjun, but um, it's called Danu Asan. Okay, so okay. lying on the tummy, st- holding on to the ankles. Is there a story with every pose? Uh, there, are, there are quite a number of stories because, you know, they're all Sanskrit names. Uh-huh. And those Sanskrit names and, you know, uh, many of them are associated with uh, Bhagavad Gita. Uh, and the poses, yeah, they tend to have a narrative, which is, uh, which is always very interesting to hear. Uh, all-time favourite yoga pose? Probably child's pose. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is tricky. Probably child's pose. Okay. What is? Do you mind explaining what that is? Child's pose is where you kneel on the ground yeah. and have your legs, your your knees slightly open, so you can lie forwards and put your head down on the ground, and it is the most relaxing and comfortable pose in the world just you even explaining it i can see how relaxing that would be yeah it's lovely i yeah. spent quite a lot of time in child's pose <laughs> thanks for describing that because like, i wouldn't know. <laughs> so how would you describe yoga in one word um oh one word can i have two yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> it creates space nice oh i like that all encompassing nice Yoga is transformative. 